0: welcome to the healing happy hour with crystal and vienna two deeply unserious people exploring serious topics while cackling
1: and sometimes crying together we're learning to push back against the trauma of being a human in the world today through ancient wisdom and practices modern therapeutic techniques and anything else that moves the needle towards healing
0: if you're also sick of tripping over your own bullshit join us while we create a sanctuary for everyone who is ready to activate the magic in their life did you ever watch passions
1: oh my god yes i watched passions that was i feel like this was such a like it means something about who you were and who you grew into as an adult if you watched passions because like it truly was the most unhinged people watching it
0: like what like a doll okay we'll save it we'll save it we'll
1: save it it. i i I was Obsessed with passions, and like it was middle school, like right, what year was that even? It was like the late '90s. I right? was like
0: a like a sophomore, like in in high school, maybe.
1: Well, yeah, that brings like tomorrow is my birthday. I'm having some feels.
0: You are. Why are you having feels?
1: I, I'm like in I denial about. 37 because I'm like there's no way that I'm turning 37 like that's adult way too grown up um and I just I'm like I would just, and like I know that I'm wallowing and like giving myself this moment a little bit but I'm like 37 year olds should be like CEOs they should be like running like real estate empires and like all this shit which is like not true and also like is definitely not a 37 year old in 2023 thanks boomers but like (laughs) (laughs) retire already like that's not where it's gonna be I don't know I feel so weird about it
0: I think because you're still getting used to just the idea that like you are where you are and that's okay. And that is okay for you to like feel some kind of way. So it's okay. Like let those feelings sit if you need to. So also,
1: like, I feel like, I mean, and I'm sure everyone thinks this, but like we were cheated out of three birthday, like three years. Like, so adjusted for COVID, I'm turning like 34.
0: <laughs> is that how this works? Right. So I'm not 40 yet is what you're saying.
1: So you got three years more, I, I think like subtract three from wherever you are
0: which makes it even more sad that I have all this gray hair but I think that you are in a beautiful place and exactly where you need to be and I know that you will feel that it's totally okay to feel like like right now
1: Uh, like logically yes I know all that and if my if like my friends were saying the same thing it's like no you like it doesn't matter where you are like you could still be living in your parents house like whatever it is like you are where you're supposed to be because I do believe that, like, what is for you will not pass you. Um, I also am like, but that's for them. For me, I was supposed to have paid off all my student loans, be like buying my third investment property, and like all that shit is such bullshit because it's so like capitalist, like financial garbage. That's everything,
0: like everything can be attributed back to like that pathway. Right? it's all the because that's so that's like what what is that that they we were told that that's our happiness right
1: things oh. and it's that's like I'm barely <laughs> making it work with like the one property that we have I can't imagine how much more stressful multiple would be but I guess if I, I were- can't
0: even keep I cannot keep cat hair off the tile floor for longer than 10 minutes no multiple properties I live in a condo multiple properties Uh, barely clean this one I I like look back
1: to like senior in college Vienna who was interviewing for like jobs and being like the world is my oyster (laughs) I really have this mental image of like probably 28 year old myself and I was like wearing a suit like a skirt suit and I had like tangle bitties like Maybe I got a boot bitty. out. Like, remember, like, they were, they were doing their thing, um, and titties
0: were The Titties were tittying,
1: the titties were tittying. Yeah. and like, I had a big Chanel bag, and I was like, I was more blonde, I think, also in this fantasy. I was like, none of that has happened. I was gonna
0: say, so you were literally an entirely different person because that's a different person. You listen, you the, the titties are still tittying and all of that, right? Uh, like you're not blonde. You're the most gorgeous brunette. Okay. But also, like, you are still fly, but you're just not this, like, random blonde lady, like, walking down the street in a random pencil skirt.
1: What does that mean also, that, like, my fantasy of, like, who my ideal self would be?
0: Going to work. Entirely me at all. Like, it was, it was somebody else. Like, it was. Like, you were fantasizing about going to work in a power suit? Like, that, but, but weren't we all, like. It was
1: working. Like, gross disgusting that no. is
0: the key on capitalism that they will convince you that you fucking love working yourself to death
1: right that's like fully that quote like what is my dream job i do not dream of labor like that's what it is get that straight.
0: yeah, stri- yeah. yeah. cities out eating fruit let's think about that
1: oh like under some palm tree somewhere but there's a cool breeze and
0: good fruit not like um i don't want like a like a honeydew or or cantaloupe,
1: no. Okay. Think like in this fantasy, I'm seeing like papaya or something. Like
0: I I personally see um some guava, okay, or dragon fruit.
1: Yes, I like this. This is a good
0: fantasy. maybe.
1: I'll t- I'll take it. But also, there's a cocktail. I feel like in this mm-hmm. fantasy,
0: mm-hmm. there is. There's also tacos. But listen, the whole point is. Yeah, the point what, is- are, what are you going to be dreaming about now in this next really beautiful chapter? You know, like who 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 are you now like dreaming about who you'll be? You know?
1: I feel like the fantasy is probably a little closer to having accepted that like I'm never gonna be that. Like she was tall too. Like my blonde self was tall.
0: But like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> like my five foot two <laughs> self could never um so, yeah, like, I guess the fantasy for me is a chubby brunette with some lines on her face and just, like, happier. Oh, love. Somebody who's not afraid to speak and, like, just, like, sees something and goes for it. I guess that's a little bit more of the fantasy now. It would still be nice to have a vacation home. I'm not going to, like...
0: I mean, listen... If you go get a vacation home, I'm coming.
1: Right. Or like, I, maybe I just need to make friends who have vacation homes. I feel like that might be the... In boats. Boats, yeah. Friends with boats. Mm-hmm. But is that not tied into what we're talking about? today? I'm making friends?
0: Friends with boats? Where
1: are they? Yeah. But that's that's where I am tonight. Just a little, like, feeling a little weird about aging.
0: I hear you. How are you? How are you? I am... What am I feeling weird about? Everything, girl. But, um... I'm in, I have been in this like space. I don't know if I've said this on here before, but like I've said, at least in walking life, I'm every, I'm in this experience right now where everything is both really good and really stressful at the same time. And so it's just, I'm always in that like space of duality all the time. And it feels like exactly what we were kind of talking about last week about like i'm super fucking stressed but oh look at these things but this week just feels um like it's off to a particularly intense start in that regard with like the very thick duality that i'm always in um, and so it's like, it really, it's, I I guess, because I'm a cancer, I always just think of like the ebb and flow of water. And it's like, sometimes it feels so intense that I'm going to burst. And then in the next breath, it's like, well, I, I should just accept that it is. So it's a lot of like, like pushing and then surrender and a lot of pushing and then surrender. And I just feel like I'm always like undulating like that.
1: It's like the imagery you're using right now sounds so much like contractions and like giving birth and yeah like truly the contraction of self and then like the release of it and being like wait what was I so what was I fussing about like I don't even remember now
0: yeah um, and this I- desire to be to be perfect and to get it right too I think it's like making my it's making me uncomfortable. And I, you know, that's probably the thing of Virgo season. Like I'm in the process of adjusting boundaries and adjusting, um, what I'm capable of in this season.
1: Do you feel like your reaction has to be perfect too? Like how your responses is, is that like part of the perfection happening? Part
0: of it. But I also feel like that's the easiest to let go. Like if there's one thing that I, I got when I turned 40 it's probably um like this bucket that i could put all my fucks in and then flush it down the toilet um so there are some things that i'm just like i don't i don't necessarily not that i don't care about my reaction but i accept that my reaction is my reaction and um you know as long as it's not like insane or out of pocket um i'm i'm totally valid in how i'm feeling in that moment and and capable of looking at it and being like okay crystal like adjust your expectations or take a seat take a beat you're overreacting or you're underreacting like I just feel like I get really hype and then I'm like "Hmm."
1: yeah that's so mature
0: though like that's such a big girl I mean I'm not successful every time but I'm working on it I'm working on it I, I don't know I get like sometimes I feel very not ragey but like just very worked up about a whole bunch of stuff, and then I'm like, in the next breath, I'm like, there's nothing I can do about it. I have to let that go. So, I, but I think that that is um as Yoshi um who reads the best akashic records um in the Baltimore area, she always says like that's the practice. Like that's what she told me in a reading one time. Like that's the practice.
1: Yeah. It's so obnoxious that it really is a practice. (laughs) It's not just like a a perfection and you can't just like nail it the first time around and then be like, check that box done.
0: Yeah. Like heal this. Totally cool. I had therapy today and we were talking about that, like um, that ever since um, like, you know, moving, moving out um, and here to our new place all this like, stuff that I thought I had like put to bed, like just kind of comes washing up again. And it's like, you knew you weren't done with like a lot of things, but like for it, when it resurfaced, you're like, I thought I killed you. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, it's like facing an old enemy and you're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> but it, it doesn't work like that. It's always being, um, you know, things like they, they come and go and,
1: and maybe the next time you're like a little more prepared to deal with it or you can deal with it a little deeper. But that mm. doesn't I mean I sometimes it just also sucks. Like sometimes there is no silver lining and it just kind of sucks.
0: It is what it is. Famous black quote. <laughs> like it just is what it is. Uh and that's okay too. That's life experience. That's the practice. Yeah so that was very esoteric everyone (laughs) i'm gonna get my oracle deck
1: okay in terms of pulling a card for this week the day this episode comes out it's going to be the new moon in virgo so crystal is gonna gonna pull with the intention of giving us a little bit of something for the new moon
0: i love this oh this is such a beautiful card the owl spirit which is wisdom, abounding insight, profound majesty and grace are available to you now simply by pulling your awareness inward. Ancient wisdom is emerging and you know the truth. Trust your intuition and perceptions right now. You are a truth seeker and a truth sharer. The excellent sight of an owl in the darkness corresponds with your ability to perceive the reality of a situation, even in the murkiest of conditions. When this card chooses you, you are at the advent of a time of profound illumination and transformation. The owl sits at the shoulder of Athena and Merlin revealing sacred truths. In some native cultures, the owl is called the night eagle for it has a majesty of an eagle but works silently in the darkness of night. This card can also mean that it's time to embrace your dark side as well as your light. Through doing so, you will be in balance. The Spirit of the Owl says, trust in your ability to see the deepest truths in situations and in people. Wisdom is growing within you in mysterious ways beyond your awareness. Messages from Spirit are all around you. Look for them and trust what you feel. Oh no, I feel like that was a direct hit at me, but that's okay. (laughs) It
1: felt very Virgo season.
0: Very Virgo season.
1: I guess we could do one more quick check in. Where... If anywhere, did you find healing this week? I know it was a trying week for you. Hopefully you found something along the way.
0: I did. I actually worked out for the first time in a long time. And it was less about the result of the workout and just the fact that I did it and that I showed up for myself. Um, And I was just happy about that. And granted, I've been sore ever since I did it three days ago. That's Okay. Um, I was just happy that I showed up because I've been really putting it on the back burner and that was important to me. Even if I was just dancing for a few minutes to just show up for 20 minutes or so and move around a bit. So
1: those endorphins, they're powerful. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm like, it shouldn't just be so simple to feel better and it obviously it's not a cure-all like it's not gonna help everything but like it really can be a quick short-term help
0: yeah I I realize that it doesn't have to be as complicated as I'm making it um if it's again to begin begin like you just have to start somewhere um and I and I truly believe that like it's not impossible to when you fall off to get back on um it just takes some time it didn't it doesn't happen overnight and so you need to you know yeah just be patient with yourself I think
1: when I'm I'm feeling more compassionate towards myself I try to remember that it's not falling off it's like a new cycle or a new season and it's going Mm. to change and be a changing process for the rest of my life and there's on versus off some seasons of my life exercise or movement is just going to look very different than another other seasons of my life and that's okay like I wouldn't beat beat up the trees outside because they lost their leaves at one point Ooh. and look different they another time like
0: that's so well put and yeah that's yeah. so well
1: put like when I beat myself up about it I'm just like oh I'm such a failure because I haven't you know done what I was supposed to do for a month. And then it becomes this all or nothing cycle. And it really just saps so much of the joy of movement out of it. For yeah. me. I want to move because it makes me feel good. Not because I set some arbitrary schedule for myself that it's not the right time for me to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or like another thing that you are so overcommitted to, like you're, it just becomes like I don't have anything to pour into that. Like I don't have enough to pour into other things. So like, why is this so consuming? And it's, it just takes the pressure off to be like, Hey, it doesn't matter how you get it in. Just do what feels good yep. in that moment. And sometimes it's just like some stretching. Ugh. Sometimes it's just, and not just stretching, like, because stretching is super, super significant. Um, But like, you know, when you think like you've got to work out, like you, you think of like weights and and yes those are great but like sometimes it's like oh my god can I just stand on this yoga mat and like hang and stretch my back out for a minute
1: yeah. and if you are aware enough and like you have enough mental awareness and a, like physical body awareness to know that that's what you need and you're able to take that that's something to really celebrate as well to say like
0: mm-hmm.
1: I tapped into my body I know what I need right now it's just like some good stretching. That's amazing. I have started really saying a lot in my yoga classes. You know, especially when cueing things like twists or stuff like that where you think like the harder you do it the more you feel it, the better it is. Mm. Saying is like do less. Like I challenge you to do less. Don't go quite as far as you think you want to go. Like dial it back a little bit and sit with that and see how that feels first before you crank yourself all the way around or before you're like I really need to feel what this feels like here because a lot of the time if you just allow yourself to do a little less you find where you actually need to be Oof, girl see like I yeah I do want to be doing a little bit more I do want to go a little further great the next breath is an opportunity to do that but right now maybe you can realize exactly where that need is
0: can you can we like just put that on a loop that was so beautifully said thanks girlfriend that was like I mean yeah, yeah I, that's I great. I can you can do it in the next breath, but for, I mean, like, can we just like talk about how that ties into the last episode for like a second? That is great. You can do that in the next breath. Can you just do this right now?
1: Yeah. Just while you're in this breath, just just do what you're here to do in this breath. You have the next breath. You, you'll be so there.
0: Wise woman.
1: Mm-hmm. I swear to God, this is like truly only through yoga that I've been able to even accept a little bit of that for myself. And it's only been in like a yoga pose. And then I'm like, Oh wait, this is bigger than just this one posture. <laughs> like this is, this is actually life. This is, this is a practice that I bring back off the mat. So.
0: Uh, yeah. I love, I'm so glad that you're talking about this because I just, I just want to acknowledge that I see like how glowy you are when you talk about this. And, um, I can see like the profound effect that it has on you and like in granting yourself, like just some, some grace to be where you are. Cause I know it's something that you think about a lot. And I just think that's so beautiful. And that's why I'm like, you are so where you're meant to be because like, look at this beautiful lesson that you are learning and that you were, like you said, taking back off the mat with you into your everyday life.
1: It really is true because. I don't know. I saw it was like on some Instagram or something wisdom the other day. That was like, if you had learned, like if the lesson had come to you sooner, if you heard the message sooner, you wouldn't have been ready to receive it. So it doesn't matter that you're hearing it now because this is when like, maybe you did hear it earlier, but now is the time that you're able to hear this message and actually incorporate it into your life. And All about
0: the integration.
1: Yeah, that annoyed me like all these things like that are so simple they really annoy me because I'm like why have we been making it so much more complicated for ourselves forever but again just because it's simple now doesn't mean it would have been simple five years ago five days ago simple
0: because we've experienced it when it wasn't truly
1: yeah now we're ready to hear these messages and use them and learn
0: it's very true. It's very true. I had an astrologer tell me, <laughs> this always cracks me up. She like looked at my chart and like, I, I like the, the idea that there are no bad placements, right? there might be like some challenging placements, but that nothing is beyond our control when we know what we're working with, right? But she, she like looked at my chart and was kind of like, dang, the first half of your life is pretty like dense. <laughs> but shit gets much better for you after 40. And I remember us talking about that for a little while about how, like, she's like, you're not going to be able to do the work that you're meant to do. If the first half of your life was super duper um, easy, like that you wouldn't, you wouldn't have learned the things you needed in order to be like what you want in the second half. And she's like, and so yes, it might be easy in comparison to the first half, but like understand you've earned where you, where you are because of the experiences like you've been through, you've earned the wisdom. And so there is something about that. Like you earn the wisdom as you do it. It, How would we know what to do with all
1: that knowledge? There's also like when you are so new to something and you have so much confidence because you don't know how much you don't know, (laughs) like that's, you know, like as a teenager and you think, you know, everything and you're like, you can't tell me nothing because I'm a grown ass woman. I have all the answers. Mm -hmm. And then the older you get, you're like, Oh shit.
0: I didn't know anything. Anything. (laughs) Speaking of our younger selves. Um, and everybody has those really amazing friendships that you've had for a long time. When you were that younger, more chaotic, version of yourself. Um, and I, I always like love to admire, especially like the the kind of friendships where like you have known each other for such a long time that you've watched yourself grow into different versions, like better, even better versions of yourself. Um, and you really get to watch each other kind of grow, um, into completely different people, but also stay the same in some ways. So friendship. I'm so excited to be talking about friendships.
1: I was chatting with one of my, well, my best friend in sixth grade the other day. And she was like, how did we find each other at 12? And like, we're still the same person. Like we've lived far apart across the country from each other. have very different adult lives, the paths we've taken, but like somehow our values are still the same. And it's like, how did we see that at 12? Did we like somehow force ourselves because of our relationship together but like when you have those long-term relationships and it can be really rewarding to look back and be like oh damn we're like actually grown women yeah. now and we still think the same things are important i mean maybe we think you know <laughs> who and in sync that we're gonna marry is a little less important because They've taken, but um oh, I, I guess we are too. We're we're also both married. Um true, true. <laughs> so, I mean, risk it all for Joey Patel. <laughs> I don't about that anymore. But yeah, I mean, those Not friends really. in in your younger years, there's really it, there's really nothing like it. And it's really hard to recreate that as an adult too. So yeah, we're talking about all that today
0: yes and um i don't know this topic like i just feel like in general because like my friendships have been carrying me um so beautifully over the last few years um but especially like in this last year i just feel like this is just particularly poignant um and special so yeah we we are like ready to kind of talk a little bit about like what friendships are made of, um, and how like these very intimate bonds that we have with each other, how important they are, um, as we shift into these different versions of ourselves and why that also gives us kind of a, a, a leg up on life. And when we have these bonds, we have significantly better lives.
1: Yeah. I feel like this is also probably going to be episode one of like 47
0: anyway. on friendship because,
1: it seems so straightforward when we first started talking about the importance of like specifically female friendships um because that's what we have experienced ourselves um but I feel like the as soon as you like scratch the surface of it there's so much like real science and research that's been done about friendships and a lot of thinking about why it is harder when you're an adult to make and keep friends and all these things. So, yeah. Um, And we can totally cut this if you're not comfortable talking about it. But I loved what you said about your friendships have been carrying you the last Mm -hmm. couple of years. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sort of how they've been carrying you and all that?
0: Yeah, I'm open to talking about that. It's interesting. I, I thought that I am a very open person, but what I'm not open about is, um, like asking for help. Um, I, for a variety of reasons, just, am am really bad at it. Um, and I'll be like, everything's fine you know, like I, I am like that, like mouse or whatever, like sitting at the kitchen table while everything else is in flames around them. And I'm like, this is fine. That's like the, the mode I, I think I was operating in for a very, very, very long time because I'm not, um, I'm not comfortable asking for help. And, um, you know, I can spare everybody the reasons why, but (laughs) I, I haven't been, and I thought that I was asking for help. Um, but I, I wasn't, I was not even remotely asking a question. I wasn't, I would not think I was even sharing where I was um, emotionally or like mentally in the last few, because I don't think I was aware of it at all. I would think I was squashing down a ton of things. And so I didn't think I needed any help. I thought that like any kind of issue that I had going on was just mine and mine alone to figure out. And it's just ironic that me, a person that like, I feel like my, my life's work, not my job, but my life's work is to be a soft landing for other people that I, I was not like allowing myself to seek my own soft landing. And so when everything started to really shift, particularly around like, um, when I learned that I would have to have the hysterectomy, I, I felt physically like shit and emotionally and mentally like shit. And I really had to start telling people how i was feeling because i was just not okay like i couldn't maintain friendships like not not no me right back not that i couldn't maintain friendships i wasn't maintaining the friendships i had to like the standard that i wanted to maintain them i i just didn't have the energy or the bandwidth like i physically could not do anything extra um and i just wasn't well and i just started to feel like oh my god i've got to i have to to say something because I'm not all right. And I'll let the chips fall where they may. And I was expecting a lot of judgment and a lot of, um, I don't know, like people thinking I was overreacting. Um, and I, I got met with a complete opposite, you know? Um, It just was the opposite. And I don't know why I thought that I wouldn't receive that. It has nothing to do with like my friends. It was more like me. Like I didn't want to bother them or burden them. But all everybody did was check on me and let me talk it out. And sometimes like, let me bitch probably for too long, you know, like give, give me lots of grace. Like when I couldn't make it to events because I didn't feel well or like, um, you know, or just, I was just too tired to, to socialize or anything like that. Um, and it just meant like the world to me because they, and they were simple things that like, of course you would do for, for anybody, but it meant the world to me because, um, I realized that like, no one was, no one was going to be mad at me for asking for help, you know, like that, that's crazy. So, um, it was very significant for me. And then, you know, when all the other things started to shift, like my relationship and all of that. I felt like I was like, all right, y'all, I live here in this like messy zone. So I'm gonna need you guys to just (laughs) come over here and meet me here because I, I can't, I'm not going to be able to get it together for a while. And I thought like, surely, you know, like deep down, like this will be the thing that will expose me for being a fucking mess, you know? Um, and I'm going to like, um, lose like the people I love as a result of that. And again, like nothing but support, not like specifically, like the way people like the way my friend Melanie and her husband Andy like helped me celebrate my fortieth birthday. That could be an episode in and of itself. But like I just felt like golden. They were the best. Um, the way uh, my best friend Monica like s- will stay several days here, like at my house, like when I when I need her, just her company, even. Um, and she, she is such a soft landing. I could talk about her forever. Um, the way all of my friends are like, just checked in on me. Um, let me like whine and cry in voice notes, um, showed up and, and like my friend Jessica like, girl, let's get some Thai food. Let's go for a drink. You know, I'm here if you need me, me call. And they all did that. And like, I'm just very grateful to have them. Um, and there's something about like, i guess surrendering to the need to ask for help or to say like hey i'm not okay and i really like could use your ear that um that vulnerability has probably like been like my saving grace because i just could not pretend <laughs> for one more second um that i was okay and um and no one made me feel bad for that um which is crazy that that's what i would expect um but no, they were, everybody has been so good to me in this time um, that like, I don't know what else I would do without those people, you know? Yeah. I'm so glad you had that.
1: Um, And thank you for sharing all that. I know the last couple of years haven't been particularly easy and I'm just really glad you didn't have to face that
0: alone. Thank Uh, you. Yeah. No, it's been necessary changes. But like I could not have a better support system than like the the people that I am I'm friends with. And I'm I'm I feel like if there's one thing I can curate, I can't curate a look. Okay. <laughs> um, or art. But I feel like my my curation of like just really solid and beautiful connections and friendships are, has been like golden and been such like a blessing.
1: Yeah. I know we'll talk a little bit about what friendship is really made of. But I think a couple of the things I noticed as you were talking that jumped out at me were that meeting each other where they are, that like you were just like, listen, this is what my house looks like right now. This is what I'm capable of showing up to. And you know, and maybe you went into that a little apologetically. But obviously that apology wasn't really needed because yeah. friends could show up and be happy to join you wherever you're at even if it's like hey listen like i just need somebody to sit here and fold laundry with me because i am yeah way behind on laundry or like whatever it is but just showing up for that um and then also just like not always needing to ask i it sounds like even before you were ready to ask for that help your friends were still checking in on you Totally suspected that you needed help but Maybe weren't ready to ask for it, but they were still there providing it, and I think that's yeah. special.
0: Yeah, it was it was really nice for for someone to just jump in when like I was being too prideful to ask, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think That's
1: so common too. Of the like, I'm gonna be found out. They're gonna realize that. Like,
0: as if I was hiding it well. Like I- what? <laughs>
1: like everybody's like no we know who you are we know you're like and and not just you but like any person who has a couple of friends are like no we know like exactly what's going on here we know what we signed up for you haven't been hiding the fact that you're (laughs) like this person for the past 10 years I've known you okay you're not legitimately yeah yeah Um, (laughs) but you also like let you pretend (laughs) that you have been really hiding it for a long time oh exactly
0: knowing damn well they were like "Mm, girl (laughs) like (laughs) but i i love that i think i that adds like a layer that's kind of funny because it's like a kid trying to sneak snacks and your mom like absolutely sees you like
1: like i'm gonna watch you out of the corner of my eye yeah drop it I'm not going to say shit. I'm just going to help you clean it up or like toss you the paper towels while you clean it mm-hmm. up. yourself. But mm-hmm. I know what's going on here.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. I love that.
1: Did you want to add anything else about what a friendship is made of?
0: I do. So I, it's like one of those things was like, you know, like you just know, like just know like what a good friend is, but like really like I had to look it up and I was and with each thing that I read about it I was like oh yeah this is this is valid um it's like these friendships they're not it's not just like hey you're fun it's like yes it's like this like you care about each other's interests you care about each other's well-being like the kind of safe space that you create for each other like the um the way that you can share things freely but also have someone hold you accountable, I think is it is another like major theme of having a friendships and knowing that like you see me and I see you and I'm gonna hold you accountable, but I'm also gonna love you at the end of the day. Like it's not gonna matter. I think that those are like the the huge things about a friendship and they, uh, the dedication and ability to wanna continue to to learn who that person is as they change and they grow and evolve. You know, while appreciating like these really beautiful core things.
1: Yeah. You know, like our, our portion that's like at a bad wedding speech. That's like the dictionary defines love as when two people, like, I know it totally feels like that, but I think it is sort of important to define what we're talking about because there's like frenemies, there's acquaintances, like there are a bunch of buckets about it, like that friends can go into. Yeah. Um, but I think like what we're talking about here is that deep, deep friendship. And I think one of the challenges around friendship and even discussing it is that there really just isn't like a language for it that we have, like the English language does not adequately cover what it means to have friends um or to be in this relationship i had recently heard about i'm gonna butcher the pronunciation i practiced but i i'm just nervous i'm gonna get it wrong but lao tang so yeah so lao tang is a type of relationship in chinese culture which i guess was formerly practiced in the hunan region um in past centuries so not super common or super recent the literal meaning is old Which, like, mm. even just hearing that, I was like immediately knew exactly what it meant,
0: yeah, it's, it's, the feeling it evokes is so like,
1: yes, old sames, I totally get it. Um And there, you know, it was described as the strongest and most precious bond of female friendship. And I think what was really what really resonated with me there is the fact that it was there was a ceremony. It was formal. It was defined. Mm. And I think that's another thing that's missing a lot from especially adult female friendships, you don't have a ceremony, you don't get a certificate, you don't have even wedding rings or anything like that. Like, and when we're kids, we had friendship bracelets, we had nicknames for your friend group, you had all these things, you might have a secret language, or you'll have like, a yeah.
0: family
1: or a dialect that you're sharing together. And even that once you moved and transitioned into adulthood, calling somebody your friend just feels too light and not enough of a word
0: yeah it feels too light like it needs something with a little more heft a little more like substance you know it's not enough to just say oh that's like my best friend because I feel like it doesn't encompass all the years of experience with each other and like the um the important importance and complexity of like that relationship. And it just yeah, it just feels so like diet. (laughs) You know
1: like okay, yes, but like what what when I say that's my friend, it doesn't tell you that like for nights we would call each other sobbing. And the fact that like this girl picked me up off the floor for weeks when I was having a miscarriage and that like the care packages Mm -hmm. would just arrive and I never needed to say a word. i like, and then if I just say, oh, that's my yeah. friend, it it's not enough. And I I think also societally, the patriarchy, whoever you want to blame for it, I think they really trivialize like best friends, you know, it's like for so grown-ass woman, like you're talking about your BFF, but like, yes. And the fact yeah. that like Mindy Kaling said it on uh, the Mindy project, but she's like best friend, or maybe it was on the office. I don't remember, but it was like best friend isn't a person it's a tier like and that tier is like the tippity toppity tippity toppity like that's your bestie and like a lot of I know other people have a lot of words for it I've been like my soul friend or like Mm -hmm. your kindred I I
0: love that like kindred my soul sister my spirit sister Um, I call Monica my sister and I also call her my trap queen
1: I mean that's beautiful too
0: you know I um, a lot
1: of things. None uh, of them are appropriate. One of my girlfriends and I went away on a little girly weekend and she had a headache. I was back in the room and I was like wandering around the hotel and I was trying to find her some Tylenol or Advil or something. And I was like trying to explain to the woman who worked there what I that like my friend had a headache, but it didn't sound serious enough and I just um blurted out my partner have <laughs> a headache and like i just want to like it's supposed to be like we are not romantically involved just she's just my bestie like whatever right. uh, but then i was like god that was so weird of me but like friend didn't feel
0: i totally get it it's not hefty <laughs> enough i used to call julie shout out to julie boo um uh, julie my hetero life partner because we lived together for years Yes, like which, I, you I, know like some girls go from like their daddy's house to like their boyfriend or their fiance's house like we went from like our house together like to, to like engaged married so like yeah I get it well then all
1: weekend I was like this is gonna be so weird like if she sees us so then I was like well you know she didn't I didn't specify what kind of partner like obviously I mean she's my pickleball partner <laughs> which then led to like this whole weekend of just like oh we're competitive pickleball players
0: which like one day we're gonna have to talk about what the fuck pickleball is because that's like some shit oh yeah
1: I want to say I've also never played pickleball okay (laughs) (laughs) but I didn't think anybody would buy me as you know a tennis player
0: I'm not convinced it it exists I think it's like a fake sport but that's okay it's cool
1: yeah but there I have seen ads and there it looks like there's some cute like
0: you about to say i I knew it i was like she's about to say the outfits are cute and that's all she needed to hear to be like all right i'll try it but like also yeah why else would you be playing pickleball
1: yeah but i do wish that there were was more ceremony or more Mm -hmm. theft and weight given to these really important friendships in your life um you know something i was thinking about was like when we don't have these friendship ceremonies and we can't mark the milestones, women and people within those friendships understand how heavy it is, but there's just no way of relaying it to the outside world, which is also like, well, why do we have to? Like, fuck you if you don't know. But when you do start to think about the fact that women are really great in general at eventizing stuff, like (laughs) girl dinner, like now it's like, Ha- eat eat standing up in front of your fridge and like I love that about us I think it's amazing we're so good at that and then as soon as we bring that to our friendships and our relationships it's so trivialized like Valentine's Day is such a joke uh girls trips such a joke but like if the boys are going away if they're going on like oh uh, I don't know what do they do they go hunting or something I don't know um, gross um yeah That becomes a priority or like think about like men going on like a fishing trip like okay well like you're just going on like a masculine girls trip like i don't want to hear it and like why is that given a masculine
0: girls yeah like why is your shit more special than our stuff
1: and like a girl's trip is just like oh that's so silly that's you know no big deal
0: you're just gonna get shopping Mm -hmm. like yeah like they like maybe but also we might like burn some shit down like you never know what to I, yeah, it feels almost like, um, there's something about going on like a girl's trip or like spending like these significant amounts of times. So it feels like recharging your battery in a major way. And it feels like, so that's like a form of self-care.
1: So when you grow up also, did you, I feel like this is universal, but let me check in before I just give my experiences everything but like were your mom's friends your aunts like absolutely yeah i okay so i feel validated now that it's a sample size of two we can say that this is universal but I, my dad's friends were never uncle like that was never in that something that was like not a part of friendship modeling that i think anybody really saw but your mom's friends did, and like their kids were your cousins, and nobody really asked. So often it was like, "Wait, how are we related?" And then only realizing, like, years later, it's like, "Oh, your we're- play
0: cousin." Yeah, that is super common. And like now, my kids—they call Monica Auntie. They know their Aunt Jessica. Like everybody is—they know. Like if you are here in this household, you are important, and you're fixing. You're it's probably aunt like we probably call you aunt whatever because like the only people that come in here are my people yeah And so like they they know that they are an extension of me so like they are in charge and like (laughs) you know like everybody's kids get get the same rules like I love that like everybody is like friends and cousins it's perfect yeah an extension of your family your chosen family you know
1: yeah. And I think like your friends are choosing to also step up into that role where it's like, you know, maybe the ideal weekend for some of my friends who don't have kids is maybe not to come sleep in my guest room and be woken up at 530 in the morning because my kids really want to play with them, but they're still choosing to show up and come here because they love me. and
0: Yeah. you are family. So it's like, you show up how you would want, you know, to show up for your family member. That's it's so- like no longer optional at that point. Like, it's like, yeah, I'm going up there to see my family. It's like, not even, it's so much bigger. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Than um, just like, I'm going to see my friend. I also like when they're like, you can yell at my kids too. That's fine. Like you can, Oh my gosh, them. please do. <laughs> and I'm not going to be mad about it at all. I, I, <laughs> Let me tell you, if you're not my friend, you're gonna try to yell at my kid, then mm, we have a problem. But yeah,
0: but like the way the way like Monica and I will like, I feel so bad for our kids. Um for my kids, because when Monica and I are in our element, like we are like two like brains operating like the same machine. Like and the kids will do something and Monica and I at the same time will be like, hey, you know, like immediately, like we both jump to action. And um we can tell that the boys are like, oh my god, like both of you, like because (laughs) they know like that, like that's their aunt and she has like the same like expectations of them and she loves them infinitely and it cracks me up because they're just like, Oh my god, I can't get away with anything. Like Auntie, you're supposed to like be on my side and like she does, she spoils them all the time. But also if she sees them with like an attitude, you know, she'll be like, You better fix your face, like (laughs) can i borrow her can she come yell at my oh my god she would she would love it she could be super nanny for real how did you and monica meet um we met freshman year in high school she sat behind me in spanish and so like if you've ever seen monica monica has like these mean ass eyebrows they're just very arched and i was like wow that girl looks mean as shit so i was like trying to like I had to pass like paperwork back to her and I was like okay let me like see if she's actually mean I don't even again I don't know what the first thing we said to each other was one day she was just there and we were like bullshitting and talking and 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 she's just been there since but we met in Spanish class and it was like that was my twin all through high school we were both like loud but you're
1: of love at first sight was like that girl looks mean as shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was. I was like, she looks mean as shit. <laughs> like <laughs> I <get> in there.
1: <laughs> get me some of that.
0: It was the most like random. Um, like, I think I look, like, she looks mean, but I bet you I can make her like me, <laughs> kind of like energy. Um, and she is a, another Vir- like I have all these Virgos. Um, and she's my my longest Virgo friend, but she is um again, like she's like my sister at this point, but like, yeah, we were a hot mess, like 14, 16 or 15 years old, like just loud, same interests, both quirky in the same kind of way, love to talk shit about each other, like to each other, like, like riz each other a lot. Um, That's like our thing. And it has not stopped. Like she, like, we're just foolish uh, together. And, you know, I don't think that has changed since high school. That's so cute. Yeah. She's a mess. I met my
1: best friend, Amanda, who's, you know, one of a tier. So I don't want to hear it from anybody else of my friends. We're like, I thought I was your best friend.
0: Like, yes, like ditto. Yeah,
1: you get it. Uh, we met, it was the first day of sixth grade.
0: Oh my god, so cute.
1: We my last name was G. Her last name was H. So we were seated next to each other. And I think that I like recently heard this study about like most of your friends when you're a kid alphabetically are very close to you or like the people you had crushes on as a kid, oh, just very close to you alphabetically <laughs> because so random of proximity. But um, yes, no, I saw her and I was like, oh, she has like long blonde hair, which <laughs> I really like had a thing with my hair when I was a kid, whatever. Um everybody else in my family was like these beautiful redheads and I was so pissed that I had brown hair and I was clearly like dealing with something on that. Um but I made a couple of friends that day and then a couple of days later I had gotten friendship bracelets or made friendship bracelets I can't quite remember. But <laughs> I uh, went up to Amanda and I was like Hey, I just need to know for sure. Like, are we best friends? Because I have this bracelet and I don't know if I should give it to you or this other girl. And I won't name this other girl, but she went on to literally win a million dollars on like a major reality <laughs> competition show. And, and now I'm like, maybe, maybe I did choose wrong. Like, maybe like oh my, my <laughs> rich, like alternative universe bestie would be paying me some money right now. It's okay, Amanda. I still love you, even though you don't. Have a million dollars. Um Amanda
0: no million dollars. Amanda
1: doesn't have a million dollars, but yeah. You know, she has yeah. her
0: friendship, she has and friendship. That's worth a million. It's,
1: it's, it's worth <laughs> it's priceless, not worthless. But yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. So I made her like lock it in very early because that's mm-hmm. just that's how I roll too. I mean that's what I do with my husband too. I'm like, are we are we doing this? Cause I i need to this know. A thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like before I learn to say your last name, I just need to like know how serious this is. Um So, yeah, she told me we were we were best friends, gave her the bracelet and she hasn't get rid of me since then.
0: I love that. Oh, my gosh. I love that you were like, hey, I need to know what are we?
1: Yeah, like, let's define the relationship here because (laughs) this bracelet is really burning a hole in my pocket here. (laughs) And I'm like
0: so much
1: and I get it. Um it was like I had my own reality show show at that moment and I was giving out the final rose the
0: main character energy for it was, sure.
1: It was probably the boldest thing I've done in my life but I love I that, that off. and you know when you're friends for that long and your lives and your lives just take you in different directions. We didn't go to high school together or anything but we've drifted apart and come back together and like at every point in my day I'm like no I I know she's there for me if I need her we you no, know, we went through times in college of, like we didn't talk in a couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. it's okay because we got summer
0: jobs together
1: when we were yeah. home. Yeah.
0: The connection is never severed. It's just yeah. it's maintained, you know.
1: I don't think there is any anger about it either, which I think is really essential in like these long-lasting friendships that it's like I'm not going to get offended or defensive either that you don't call me every day. You don't check in on me every day because I know you have your own shit going on and I have my own shit going on. And right now, if this is what our friendship looks like, that's cool. We'll come back together when we have time for it. You always wanna,
0: do because it's beautiful hear, like that. You always do. Yeah. And I want to hear everything about it
1: then. I'm like, if all you can give me during these, this season of life is a TikTok every now and then that you're going to send me with like no context, I'll fucking take it.
0: Because you know what? A, a TikTok is worth a lot you know like if I am curating a watching experience for you Monica and all my other friends that I sent I like with just like five or six of y'all it's the same group of people okay sending y'all shit all day but know that that is my way of thinking about you and it's like even if you don't watch it just tell me you did okay just tell me you watched it because I am picking it for you
1: read the caption and like get a sense of what I'm sending you yeah, yeah. To fair,
0: yeah. I always watch the ones you send me this oh, is I
1: got a million of them but that like truly is like me being like a little cat delivering a mouse to somebody <laughs> that I have. like that's that's all I have <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs>
0: I'm giving you you all. might not want this gift but I am bringing it to you <laughs>
1: it's, all, it's the only thing I have to give I love um, it and they're probably truly unhinged. I feel like Crystal, you probably get like the most unhinged of them. And usually they like make no sense. But I'm like, why is They're this- so
0: good. The the fact that I still every time I see it will send you that the meme of like, do not eat the clam chowder. <laughs> like, what
1: is <laughs> <I think> it? <laughs> a December event to remember. <laughs> Every time I see like December to remember sales event, I'm like, don't eat the clip,
0: shout every, every single time. Okay. It's just, if we could just go on this quick tangent, like a couple months ago, I am, I am literally in the ER with a bad stomach bug, <laughs> an awful stomach bug that I went probably when I went to go get my hair braided or some shit, like, cause I shouldn't have been out on the street. Anyway, I'm in the damn ER hooked up to an IV getting like fluids because I had the worst stomach pain in the world. I was convinced I was dying. And I still find a moment in all that pain to take a picture of the monitor (laughs) and send it to Vienna and say, do not eat the clam chowder at the Lexus December to remember savings event. And like, (laughs) I was like, oh, she's totally not going to be worried. She's going to think this is hilarious (laughs) because I'm laughing while I'm in pain somehow. (laughs) And you're like, oh my God, are you okay?
1: and do you have any lexus
0: to show for it like that was william william uh came and met me at the er and he's like what are you doing because i'm like trying to reach i need to like take a picture of the monitor i was like i need to send this to vienna like
1: she'll understand reference is a meme that we've been sending back and forth for years. years
0: years I don't even know when you first sent it but like my god anyway I'm just saying that like my dedication to like remembering something dumb that connected us is unwavering
1: yeah and I think that is a lot of what friendship in 2023 looks like you know especially as an adult in 2023 with jobs with houses maybe you have kids you have obligations whether or not you have kids right like you have family you have to step up in different ways um and we scattered a lot too i think people are you know you're not living in the same place you did when you met made these friends maybe you met mm-hmm. at college but either way you know my group my friend groups are scattered across the country and the village sort of lives in my phone now and that yeah in some ways it doesn't feel like enough because i'm selfish and i'm a greedy little piggy and i want all my friends in front of me right here where i can t- touch them um but it, it also gives me so much more contact with them too, to be like, it's 3 AM right now.
0: <laughs> Actually, I'm, you know, I'm not always like grateful for social and everything being so digital, but truly like, I don't know. um I don't know how I would be able to maintain the connections with the really wonderful people that I'm friends with that don't live here anymore without it. Like Ray raised all the way in Portland. Monica just got home from LA a year ago. She was there for like several years. Julie lived in LA. Like all of these people that I love and adore. Jessica lived in Pittsburgh. Like how else except for me to like digitally, um, like bother you all the time, send you memes, like we're gonna Facetime or we're gonna, you know what I mean? Like thank- thankful that like the community does live in the phone. Yeah, you know because like again, especially again throughout the pandemic, that was that was our lifeline yeah you know? did you do any of the like movie
1: watching parties and stuff my friend group did one for tiger king it was pretty fun oh my god
0: tiger king was that was a wild time it no pun intended also crazy to think that that was
1: only like a couple of years ago because it feels like decades ago at this point when i yeah. uh what's his name joe i don't remember his name anymore
0: um like, um, um joe joe exotic
1: how did we forget the name joe exotic okay but like like <laughs> that only a couple of years ago because i feel like for a moment there everything i was seeing was a joe exotic reference and now when i see it i'm like is that a guy fiatty reference and then i'm like oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> he was by, okay like that
0: that's a compliment look all i'm saying is one of them is copy and the other and that's that i'm gonna say guy is the og like i joe get the fuck out of here
1: um Yes. The both. Without it. I I just, yeah. But I think there is such a sort of like a knife's edge or like a high wire act of friendships in the age of like being in the phone, right? Because there is your best friends that's have like the group text, or you're gonna FaceTime, you're actually gonna talk to them. And then there's these social media friends that makes people think that they're closer with them than they actually are. Mm -hmm. I know we all are aware of parasocial relationships that we have with, you know, our favorite influencers or people we see on TV that you think, you know, these people, but now we're actually having parasocial relationships with like people we actually know in real life. Yeah. I know I have a couple people in my life, not specifically friends, um, that I'm actually annoyed that I'm connected to on social media because I'm like you think, you know, what's going on in my life and my kid's life. And you feel like you can dip in and out of it and check in and be like, Oh, I saw they did this the other day. And I'm like, you actually don't, I don't want to give you that access to my life.
0: Oh my God. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, for the
0: listener, I just messaged <laughs> who I specifically was <laughs> valid, very valid. Um, yeah. I'm very picky about, um, I'm not picky about how I share about me and I probably should be for real, but I'm pickier about how I share with the boys. of like what I share with them. And it's probably one of the reasons why I'm not on Facebook anymore, even though my sister always posts the kids on Facebook. Um, I mean, it's whatever it is, what it is. They're connected to Instagram. Like, but there's something about it where like, I'm just like trying to be more present in the moment with them. And so I'm not posting them as much, but also I, I do like that I post, I think just enough about some aspects of my life where like, you might be able to like, maybe know, but nothing will be confirmed because like, I don't have to. And I like for the kids to not, I like for them to be like the focus of my like personal Instagram now, you know, yeah. it's
1: more for me now and less for like, that's how I feel about my Facebook too. A lot of the time, like I, I don't really post to Facebook specifically, like I'll post on Instagram and then share it over to Facebook. But when I do put something on Facebook, it's just cause I want to see the memory of it in a couple of years. Oh, yeah. so I'm just yeah. so I have memory which is like, I should just like get a fucking journal or something. Um, but they really do make it easy just to like throw your shit up there and come back to it in a couple of years. And
0: it's nice to see. Yeah. I love when Google like sends me those like albums of different, you know, Oh, like look at all the pictures of Javi in the past, like seven years so that you can cry before 8am. Like, I love that. that was- um, yeah. I love those memories by popping up and, and I, I like when they like with the friends like I, that's one thing I do miss about Facebook is like seeing old photos of our friends you know because even though I exported mine from there none of them came through properly and I miss like those blurry pictures that we used to take like in the club with our like flip phone oh, I my- miss
1: those we uh Jimmy has been going through like all the external hard drives and old laptops and everything and trying to like transfer everything into like new backup versions and everything and he's mm. all these pictures from like old digital cameras and old like micro and cards stuff. yeah and he's been making me look at them and they're so painful to see <laughs> like, oh my gosh, uh me trying to take like little thirst trap photos yes, a cell phone camera and 2006,
0: but um, I bet I bet you felt like a bad bitch, and then you know, like especially definitely. if it was like up at an angle a little bit, and you were like a sidekick, and I
1: was also like an emo girly back in the day with like the big side bangs. The bang? And- you had a bang? I didn't know that. Oh my gosh! Yes, and like one of those spiky belts. Not that like the angle would ever get that in the photos, but you know, um, that that was really what I was going for. I was spiky belt
0: in like, mud jeans, girl?
1: Little like my chemical romance. <laughs> I can never pull up the dark eyeliner because I have hooded eyelids so I couldn't like get it to work very well but if I could have I would have been into it um
0: I love yeah. that for you I can see it
1: I think I'm still a little bit of that sad girl vibe <laughs> but now it's like channeled into like Taylor Swift and Phoebe Bridgers and <laughs> like Noah Khan. so <laughs> we'll, we'll deal with that but therapy I love. Um, yes. So, I don't know. I think those like the new digital friendships are just tricky. And I think it's just something to like be a little aware of, of sharing with and knowing that sharing is probably a little deeper than what we put on social media. Like, that's saving a little bit of that for our real friends.
0: There's something really special about like saving certain memories in the way that it's just for you, because you want to remember it just the way, you know, and I don't know, maybe it's an energy thing, but like when something is super, super, super um, special, I like to play it close to the hip until it's, I've processed it or like until I'm ready to share it because I just want to sit with it and enjoy it. It feels like a gift or like a present that I don't quite want to share. And so sometimes I, I won't put things on there. Like I, I notice like on my personal Instagram, I post a lot less. Mm-hmm. Um, I have hundreds and hundreds more photos in my albums than I ever post on there. And I guess I'm just like, no, because I want to like hold on to this and remember it. And so like, as a mom, I do that with my friends. I'm like, oh my God, this is so funny. I should take a picture of this. But also like, I don't want to stop what I'm doing to take a picture of it. I just want to remember it like as it is. So like, or if I'm, you know, with a, on like a trip or something like that, like I want to be present in that. And so I don't want to blast my Instagram with it. Like maybe not until the end, you know what I mean? But like, you know, like there's there's just these certain relationships or events that like I really like to keep um like closer because they just to me like they're perfect and I don't want any like mal like male de ojo on it. Like I don't want any like oh no, I totally get it. I I'm thinking <laughs> about
1: a girls' trip we went on earlier this year and like we didn't even post about it on social because and not that we didn't take pictures, we absolutely did, but it's like the pictures don't translate and yeah. It felt too special to be like, you know, boiling this really special time down to like girls trip photo dump. And it's like, no, yeah, you weren't there. You weren't there, man. Like it was so much more special than that. And like, yeah, just posting a picture of like a little cheers glasses is like it takes something away from it. Mm -hmm.
0: I love it. I look. I love a good cheers glass, but like just know that after we cheers is when it got ratchet and that was the good shit. That's, that's how I feel. I'm like, you can see this little clinkity clinkity clink, but know that after the clinkity clink is when the good stuff went down. Oh yeah. And you're never going to see that.
1: I wish that there was a study. I know there isn't one because I never say this, but how many girls have come home from the girl's trip and changed their fucking life, broke up with their man, got a new job. Like those life decisions are made on the girls' weekends. Like
0: you don't want to answer, you don't want me to answer that question. It, the, you yeah. don't have to
1: because we know it's facts. Like that's that's where you make those life plans when you have like unencumbered time with your friends, you have 48 hours, you're talking through everything in a language that nobody outside could even understand because you're dipping back and forth into like 20 year old references, and like, yeah. And that's when you lay all the cards out and the people you trust the most are there to like, I won't even say give you advice because I think a lot of remind you who you are legit. Yes. You needed someone to remind you who you are to hold that mirror up and say like, what are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing, baby? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think. I think most major life decisions are probably made after a girl's trip. Big time. And and as it should be. I Uh, think that's the correct life decision that you're making if you made that decision when you're with your girlies.
0: It's like I need to consult the Oracle. And like (laughs) the Oracle is like your your best friend sitting around being like, this is what we do. Like you it's like coming together at like a little mini consortium to figure. Out the world.
1: Like you have hiked to the top of the mountain and you're gonna sit in that little hut or like you have gone to see the wizard. You've gone down that yellow brick road, you've gone to see that wizard, and you're gonna ask that great wizard your questions. Except this time it's like girlies who actually know what's up and not some like
0: do behind a curtain. Yeah, legitimately.
1: You walk in knowing what you have to do.
0: You have an agenda, (laughs) you have agenda items. Yes. When I wish (laughs) we could put this on like a Patreon because this is the hot tea. Like you have agenda items that you are going to discuss and you have booze and you have probably some weed and, or you're just vibing, okay. with a mocktail, whatever it is. And you're ready to lay it out. Oh yeah. And you're, and you're essentially telling your friends, okay, drag me because I need to know. And they're like, okay, girl, well now that we're talking about it and everybody is like, I don't want to say telling you about yourself, but like just reminding you who you are. And being like, but we're gonna support you through whatever you decide.
1: We're gonna support you no matter what. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> none of us, yeah. like anyway. <laughs> <Like, laughs> you're too good for that job.
0: Your yeah. Is
1: taking advantage of you. Like, that's, that's when it all comes out. You need to get a therapist.
0: Legitimately. Like, that is the, I feel like that's where the hot tea is the hottest, is on those girls' trips. When you're like, I gotta get away because I need perspective, and the people to to help me like find the perspective are my homegirls.
1: here I swear to God, like goodbye Earl
0: happens after a girls trip. Yeah, we'd be ready to rage.
1: We're gonna come together. We're gonna kill that man. We're gonna mm-hmm. goodbye, Earl, him. Yeah. Um. All right. We. Sh- I think we just have a couple more minutes. Um. I think what's so special about the girls trip is I was recently reading this article in the Atlantic about like what adults can, like what we forget about friendship when we're kids. Like, mm-hmm. um, and one thing they brought up was that when you're a kid, you don't really have the agenda when you got together with your friends. You have like six hours to play <laughs> and there there is no... You know we haven't seen each other in six months so now we do have all these agenda items um you just have this like time to play and be creative and it taps exactly into your brain that you're like we're gonna do this and yes some of that can be recreated on the girls trip but i think that's why it's also so hard to make friends as an adult because you know where i like for me where am i meeting people it's you know mom's night out you know, in the local mom's group. And now you have two hours at a bar and it's like, meet new friends. Um, Good, go
0: do it. Like, and even so, like, then,
1: then you do make a friend and you're like, okay, we're going to get together for drinks tomorrow night or like whatever it is. And then it's like, well, we have an hour and a half and like, you need an activity, you need something specific to do. You can't just like go to the playground and be fucking weirdos together. Oh my God, problem. don't we just need that though? That's like, I think that's where the magic comes in. And I think yeah. that's also why like the friendships you make with your coworkers become really essential because you have eight hours a day together. To and be you unique.
0: need like a moment to be feral.
1: Right, you have an agenda and you have tasks for everything you have to do at work. But like, you're gonna go with crazy shit with your coworkers. I'm like-
0: Oh my God. Shout and- out to Jessica who was my boss and I like forced her to become my friend. And I would never have made it through the job yeah. without like the way we, the way we like cackled in our cubicle. There's no way.
1: Some of the people who know me as like the weirdest version of myself were my former coworkers, because that's a long time during the day to not. You're be-
0: under stress. you like, you're unhinged and you just get to this point where it's like, we better all just understand each other up in here. Okay. And yeah. so that we can all get through and like you bond, you bond through that like pressure and like the best jokes i think come from like those work relationships too.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, we obviously have a lot to say about friendships. Yes. And i feel like we have barely scratched the surface of all the things we wanted to talk about. Um so we'll definitely do a part 2 for sure. So yeah, what what other things? I know our outline is super long. Oh, that's like how the sausage is made, right? Like, yes, we do have outlines for the things that we talk about. <laughs> we don't what just are- get on here and and just freestyle. I mean, we, we don't intend talk to. that too. <laughs> it always turned into that. But no, we we actually like look things up. It's wild. Um, but yeah, we we like really just just scratch the surface on our outline. What were some of the things that you were really hoping to talk about that we'll get to in part two?
0: Um, I wanna really talk about how. One thing that I've noticed, uh, especially in the last few years, is just like the how the importance of female friendships and the importance that we place on them, that when it comes to men, um, that I often don't know if they have the same level of intimacy in their friendships and mm-hmm. what that looks like. And, and actually not, not just, um, female friendship, like women to women friendships, but like. All other genders <laughs> compared yeah. to men, um, what those friendships look like, and and why it seems to be, at least from my perspective, so much more challenging for um, them to cultivate that like friendship intimacy in their friendships. Um, so that's a, a one thing I'm very very curious about. I'm always um, curious to hear about how people handle like conflict or disagreement and how things like that are different from your younger years to now, now that we have a lot more of a toolbox to deal with things now that we've matured a little bit more, because one thing that does absolutely baffle me is when there are like big fights between (laughs) adult friends. Like I don't get it because that, I mean, I am blessed to say that for the most part, I don't have those issues. Like I can say the majority of the time, If one of my friends doesn't like something I do, they're going to tell me about it. Um, And we're not going to like have like a knockdown. Monica, by the way, Monica is across the table and she literally went. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So she concurs. Um, But yeah, just, I'm just curious about those dynamics and how people um, approach them as a little bit older.
1: I'm definitely excited to talk about that too, because I think that ties in so much with you know, what are the relationships between women that we see modeled in media? So like, yes, let's talk Real Housewives. Like, are they friends? Are they frenemies? Like, let's talk about that because that's what we see. And it seems not very reflective of what a lot of us have going on in our actual lives. And yeah, talking fights, like, I'm a Virgo. If you piss me off, <laughs> I'm just going to cut you off and I'll never talk to you again. Have a big fight with you about it. Okay. I'm just not going to ever talk to you again.
0: Yeah. But the call is coming from inside the room is the, the, the feeling over here. Yeah. I, um, I'm heavy on that energy. Um, because some, because I think a lot of the time, if you're arguing with somebody like at this big age, like in to that degree, like they are not going to hear anything you have to say anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Um,
1: That's- which is really great because I think also next week, I think we're going to talk more about um, how to have conflict with a friend and like mm-hmm. how to uh, supportively and confidently have disagreements, um, how to foster relationships when people are changing and growing into different places in their lives,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, how to make new friends. We'll also be talking about, yes. which is a tricky one, I know, for a lot of us. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, And how to show up in your friendships, like as our needs change, um, as we get older and we, and we land in different places, you know, how do we, how does that look when we, when our needs as people change and thus our friendships change as well, the nature of them. Oh
1: my gosh. So lots of good juicy stuff coming next week. So make sure you tune back in. If I could give everybody like a half challenge for the week, because (laughs) we haven't wrapped up the topic yet. Just. Text your bestie, text a friend, especially if you have like one of those old besties that, like, maybe you haven't talked to quite so much lately, just like shoot them a little message and be like, hey, love you, miss you, just thinking about you.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. I would like to second that and then also add as a half challenge that if you do have a bestie that you see all the time, but you haven't expressed in a while just what they mean to you and that you are blessed to have them. Take a minute and shoot them a text. And if you guys talk a lot, they'll probably be like, ew, girl, why are you acting like this? That's weird. But at the same time, just tell them. I always say, like, try to give people their flowers in the moment more often, too. Yeah. So
1: oh, that is so sweet. Well, Crystal, I love you because you are a wonderful, beautiful angel <laughs> of human. I'll give you some flowers right now. You are always so thoughtful and compassionate. And you really help your friends, I think, ground in their emotion and really understand where their emotions are coming from and what it might be hinting to within themselves. So I really appreciate that about you.
0: Thank you. That makes me misty. God damn it. This phone is going off. But Also, um, aside from my phone going off, I would also like to add um, that I appreciate you as well, especially when you always show me what is possible. That when I get an idea, you're like, I'm going to help you pump this up and show you what you can accomplish. And I always, always appreciate that. It's always much needed. And I hope I get to mirror that to my other friendships as well. And oh. since Monica is sitting here at the table with me, I just need to say, because she's gonna we be like-
1: We cannot leave out Monica. We cannot,
0: cause I love her. She is my track queen. And <laughs> um, so uh, again, Monica and I have been friends since we were 14 years old. Um, when I saw her mean eyebrows in Spanish class, And to this day, she is one of my favorite people in this whole world. And she is here at my house tonight. I just want to give her like a shout out, right? She's here at my house tonight for the second night because she has been the one to um, greet my children when they got home from school, because I have a horrible commute from DC and I never get here on time on the days I go into the office. And so she literally sacrifices her whole day to work from my house and regulate on my children when they get home and, and not allow them to eat a box of fruit snacks, um, but encourages them to like eat a healthy snack and read a book. And she is fantastic to me in every way. She's, she is literally my community. Um, oh, so Monica, I, I love her. That's
1: my girl. I feel like everybody needs a Monica in their life. And if you yeah. know where to find an extra one, send them over to my house and
0: I have to say if you don't have a monica, you should get you one, but you can't take mine.
1: No, no, what? I don't want to take your monica. I want you to have your monica. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) She gave a little. (laughs) Um, all right. So stay tuned. Crystal. Until next week, where can people find you?
0: You can find me at Temple Honey Healing on Instagram and Threads and Twitter, but I don't really do anything with those. Threads. Okay. Threads, yes. But hit me on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you.
1: Yeah. Um, I am Glow Up Inside Out on Instagram and we are healing happy hour pod on instagram make sure you follow us over there i think crystal has some fun social media cues planned for this week like mm-hmm. there are some questions and interactive stuff so in the stories uh we want to hear about your friends we want to hear all about what you're thinking we also really want a five-star review and if you could follow us and maybe just like share this episode with your bestie oh my gosh yes do that Thank share you. It with them. love and open up a conversation with them about your friendship and what it means to you.
0: You're here. Cheers to All that. Right.
1: Well, we will see you next week. And thanks a lot for listening.
0: Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks so much for hanging out with us at the Healing Happy Hour. Subscribe or follow to make sure you don't miss a single episode. We're dropping wisdom and foolishness every Thursday. And we want you here with us. See you next week.